episode 45. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Today we're going to take a ride south to the land of brotherly love, the city of Philadelphia, where we're going to visit with exquisite singer-songwriter Jennifer Logue, who is also the author and creator of Rock on Philly. So strap up your seatbelts, my brothers and sisters, and let's go for a ride. Excellent. So on my show today, I am really delighted to have Jennifer Logue. And uh, Jen, it's a pleasure to have you here on the Dharmic Evolution. How are you doing today? Likewise. I'm doing great, Kevin. Oh my goodness. So uh, you're a singer-songwriter and you're in the Philly area and you started uh, something uh, really cool. And I want you to tell everybody about your Rock on Philly. Tell us all about that. What is Rock on Philly? Oh, thank you so much. Um, so basically, when I was, I lived in New York for a while uh, in college and after college. And I got into writing for different outlets. And I also was pursuing music up there and um, making a name for myself. Um, and then one day I had this pull to move back to Philadelphia and I didn't really know why because I had spent <laughs> my whole life trying to get away. <laughs> right, right. So I couldn't understand like why I had this desire to move back home. I figured it was like, you know, maybe I'll just move home to transition somewhere else because New York City was getting, you know, spending too much time in any place is too much right you um, need to move you got that you're, you're a writer so the spirit of uh that little gypsy spirit tugs at your heart right all the time i have a gypsy heart yeah totally okay so i got the pull and i moved back home and i wasn't really sure what i was doing um so i just started going to open mics and as a performer or just just as a voyeur oh as a performer okay and I was uh, just blown away by the talent that I was seeing at these open mics. And the more I dug into Philly's music scene, the more I discovered. And and honestly, Kevin, I'm still discovering. Like, every day I, I'll hear a new Philly band that I'm like, where were these guys all my life? Oh, my God. Like, the talent here is insane. Right. So And has been for a long time, though, right? And it, and it has been. The thing is, you know, I'm discovering it now. Like, my friends in New York had no idea. They were all kind of like, you know, cool new adventure, but, like, does Philly even have a music scene? They didn't know. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to start a blog because I I wrote for a New York music blog for a while, and I figured, well, now that I'm in Philly, it just makes more sense to do something of my own because I can't go to shows in New York all the time. Um, so I started a blog just personally, <clears throat> Rock on Philly, and... Within like a month or two, I started having people writing in asking if they could write for the site. And I was like, this is interesting. Um, sure, why not? And it just, the team has grown organically. Uh, we have about 30 contributors right now. Um, and... Uh, and so that's which, something you didn't really even plan on happening? It just like, it just no. kind of happened? Not at all. Like it just, it all came together, and 
Um, you know, sometimes, like, I don't want to say that I got lucky. Um, okay, I'll say it. You got lucky. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, was just, it was just a really authentic... Um, I, my heart was really into doing this. I, I really genuinely wanted to put these artists on a pedestal. Like, I'm an artist myself, yes. Right. But, like, when I see someone else that inspires me, I can't tell you how, like, how happy it makes my heart feel. And I, I want to share that. Like, I have this desire to share all this cool stuff that I'm seeing. I'm feeling the cool love, things. Jen. Yes, yeah, indeed. All this, it's all like cool things that I'm hearing. And, yeah. And so I wanted to create a platform, Rock on Philly, because as an artist, I realized an issue for me personally was getting people who weren't in the music industry to come to my shows. Right. People who aren't in the know, like people who are just passively listening to the radio, you know, accountants, real estate dudes, everyone who's not a musician, they love music. Yeah. But it's, sometimes it's hard to, to dig into the local scene because most of the blogs out there are written from this perspective of you already know, yeah. like you're already cool. So I wanted to make an outlet, a blog that was more accessible to the average person that was quirky and fun. And, you know, Rock on Philly has a lot of my personality in it. So um, when, when you started it, um, how how did it happen that the first person came in to write a guest blog for you? It, it just came out of nowhere. Did you reach out to somebody? How did that process happen? How did it start? It just, it was a random email. It okay. was just an email to the site. And, and I said yes. And then they have a friend that wants to write for it. And then it just kind of, the word spreads. So um, did this open up a lot more ideas for you to say, hey, this thing can be bigger than I thought? Or? Oh, definitely. That, that um, I've always been the kind of person that goes with the flow. Right. Um, so if something is pulling me in a direction, I don't question it. And honestly, for, for about two years, I stopped doing my own music. Um, I was performing still, but I wasn't recording because I was just so wrapped up in Rock on Philly and helping it grow. Right. Um. And now we're at the point where we have a really strong team and I'm feeling the pull towards doing my own music again. That's great. Uh, Aren't you excited? Oh, I can't even tell Be you. Because this probably, this probably fueled your next, um, you know, your next project. Because look at all of the foundation of, um, of good karma that has happened to uh, generate this for you. So while we're talking about that, let's listen to Gene's. This is Jennifer Logue. Check this out. Downtown Eastside, kisses are sweet by Arlene's grocery. Whisper cute things, things like rings, the bed loops of my jeans. Pull me closer, trying to get better hold on. A New York neighbor, a fly fly that you'll never get control of. So that is really awesome. How did um, how did you come up with that? 
Now jeans. Oh god, I have such I have so many stories. <laughs> okay. So, um, my, the towards the tail end of me coming back to Philly from New York, I was in a band called Draped in Green, and it did you was say uh, draped in green? Dra- draped in green. Okay. And it was probably my favorite band experience of my life up to this point. Just you know, all the players that were on the team. Like Alex and I were the lead songwriters and we just had, we have such a great writing chemistry and we had some really, we were definitely progressing and getting bigger and bigger gigs. We got to open up for John Harrington of Steely Dan and then we got to play at Virgin Mobile Free Fest along with CeeLo and like TV on the radio. It was, we, you know, playing at a festival of 50,000 people is a cool thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then at the top, like we were at this, you know, mountaintop and um, Alex, his job transferred him back to London. So he had to move back and uh, some other people moved back home to like Europe because of, you know, family issues and stuff. And um, so the whole, the whole thing kind of got disbanded and. I was a bit heartbroken, and Alex and I, we wrote a bunch of great songs that we never recorded, and it's it's, all, it's like an unsh- untied shoestring or something. Like, it was this, it was something that I, I really wanted to complete before I started making new music, because songs are like your kids, right. you know? You want to make sure they grow up and they, they're taken care of. Sure. And I just don't want to leave them hanging out um, especially when I, we both really love the songs and people ask about them all the time. So this song jeans, we wrote like a few years back when I was still living in New York and we played it at all of our shows and we tried recording it a few times and just the producers we worked with just weren't getting it. Like Alex comes from England, London, amazing, like soul scene over there. And, you know, I'm from Philly, and Philly's known for soul. And we were just not getting that from the producers we were working with at the time in New York. Right. Um, so we just gave up on recording it, and then, you know, he moved. But uh, so basically, Ron Silvestro at Forge Recording approached me about um, doing a piece on recording at Forge uh, for Rock on Philly. And I... And I assumed that he wanted me to like sit in on a session of somebody else and watch them record a song and like, you know, write a piece from a third person perspective, right. which I was, I was totally fine with doing. But he was like, no, Jen, I want you to record a song. And I'm like, um. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. And I have to tell you, though, Kevin, I was so scared. <laughs> you were intimidated, but I'm you so didn't need to be, right? Yeah. It's just, it, it's been, it was a minute since I was in the studio um, it's been a while and, um, I just started tapping back into, um, my music, my artist side. Cause when you run a website like rock on Philly, you're, you're in business mode a lot of the time. And yeah. even though it's music, I'm not being creative in the sense uh, as an artist, I'm being creative and, um, but that kills the artists. Like that's my, that's my mental health outlet. Like creating art is how I deal with life. And right. I can see, I'm looking at SoundCloud right now. While you're telling me this story, I see this picture of you in the shower with the guitar. I think that's so cool. <laughs> Wait, 
Wait, which it's, one is that? It's uh, damned. <laughs> I'm in the shower? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a glass shower. Yeah, you no, know, I don't see any water running, but I see you holding a guitar. Anyway, so tell me, um, tell me about this process, like. Uh, where are you in the process? Because I totally get it when you're distracted by business, you know, business, business. It doesn't matter. Um, you're kind of like pulled away. You can't be the same in, in the same creative mode as when you are when you're doing sheer music, just pure music. So where are you in this process now of reconnecting to your um, to your most loved art form? Yeah, well, that's number one priority. I had a health scare earlier this year and that really woke me up because when you're in the ambulance and what happened, like, um, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I pushed my body a little too hard and I hit my head. Are you okay now? I'm fine now. I'm totally fine. Um, these wake up calls are little nudges from life, I think, to get you back on the right path. Right. Honestly, when you're, you know, I was going in and out of consciousness and I, you know, in that moment, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure if I'm going to be okay. Right. Right. And I was really freaking out and I'm like, shit, if, if I were to die right now and I, I'd be really disappointed in myself for not making music. Right. And that woke me up. And then this opportunity with Forge was awesome. And Ron kind of gave me the confidence back in the studio and like I've been bitten by the bug and it's, it feels awesome. And I think my whole perspective, honestly, on music has changed. Cause I, I think when I was younger and in college, I was so like intent on becoming, you know, a huge star. Like, and I know that sounds so cheesy and, but I know that my motivations were in the wrong place. Right. Um, it's not about how many people you touch. It's that you touch people. And it could be one person, but it has to, it's like, it's a a pure thing. It's not contrived. It's not, you're not doing something for a result. You're doing it because you feel it's just coming from you organically. And and all um, you needed, it seems, was that little bit of validation, you know, to, to, to say, oh, yeah, okay, I know I have this, I have this spirit, but when he brought you in, Ron, and said, hey, mm-hmm. you know what, I, I believe in you, I, I know what you can do here, I have, I have more faith in you right now than you probably do in yourself, and all you needed was that little bit of pull to get you back. It's, and you know what, and that's exactly what it was, you know, people like Ron are so important, because I think... Most artists are super insecure. Yeah. I mean, all the artists I've interviewed, like super famous, not famous, but brilliant, like artists of all walks of life are just, the people that I'm inspired most by are also the most humble and also the most like, I can't believe, you know, I am where I am kind of thing. They're in disbelief about it. Right. Um, like, but being close to the ground in that way um, makes for better art. For know? sure. And, yeah. uh, and, I mean, and a lot of us have pain as well. Yes, <laughs> you know? We yeah. have this, it's like, it's been said that, uh, you know, like there are the Robin Williams of the world. They're just outrageously talented people, mm-hmm. um, who just need to share that somehow vent what's inside of them 
And, um, you know, many of them are in pain or have some kind of um, emotional uh, trauma in their life. And, they're, and you're forever trying to, to work that out. Hey, uh, Jen, I want to play another one here. Sure. This is called Pretty. So let's listen to Jennifer Logue. That's a great hook, Jen. Uh, I love that song. Um, The guitar arrangements, the lyrics, and your voice. Really great voice. You're styling, girl. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate that. Tell me me about that song. Um, Give us a little little backstory on that. How'd you come up with that? Now, pretty. um, I mean, there's something about, like, waking up in the morning with a person you love and... It's just, it, it's a ne- it's the next level happiness. Okay. You know, and that's what the song's about. Um, it's like, it's not about what you wear. It's just like, you know, loving someone and being loved in return. Right. It's like, that lights you up from the inside out. And that's what the song's about. And kind of letting someone know all of you. So it's, it's the spirit, unveiling the spirit. Yeah. Hey, um, what are your influences? Like you got you got a great sound and a great style to your music. Um, I like that you know who you are. How did you? Um, how did Jennifer get uh, hammered into the person she is in? T- she is today. Like, how did you develop? Who did oh you my, listen to? Oh my God! Isn't I? Well, I started singing when I was really a baby. I mean, uh, my mom was a you know 
pretty much a single mom, um, and she needed help. Uh, she was in nursing school still, and you know, doing her first few years of working as a nurse when I was a kid. So uh, she she had to get a nanny for me. Luckily, someone on our street was able to. She just moved from Italy, and um, so I for the first few years of my life. I lived pretty much with my nanny. Um, she spoke to me in Italian, and she would sing to me, um, like Italian songs and everything. Wow. Um, did, did that carry over? I mean, do you, do you still have that, like, permeating through your veins and your, and your memory? Yeah, honestly, yeah. like, it's so funny, because she really instilled a lot of European values into me. Like, I was drinking espresso at age four. <laughs> I mean, like just a love for wholesome food and good cooking and right. um, enjoying the little things in life. And um, yeah, she instilled a lot of great things in me and just like she, Raphael is such a happy person. And um, I think like just her life perspective definitely influenced me as a person. And um, so so I'm I'm good at speaking different languages, at least romance languages. So you you definitely speak Italian. Well, Italian I lost a little bit. I'm I've started to pick it back up, but right. I'm fluent in Spanish. Okay. I I took to Spanish like a fish in water. Right. Like it just came so easily to me, and I think it's because it's so closely related to Italian. Yeah. Um. Sometimes my Spanish friends joke that like I have a slight Italian accent when I speak. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's Which is funny do they ask um, you to make sauce <laughs> i don't have her sauce recipe but she makes her own sauce yeah and she has a whole like basement full of it and wine too yeah so that explains a lot i make really i make really good sauce i don't make wine Ooh. yet but i'm willing to learn so so this oh, did this have like influence like on it must have had influence on your music and by the way you're a very natural singer you it's, you sound like you sing effortlessly which i really like but but back to um like your influences as you grew up who did you like listen to yeah, yeah. like just everybody i get a feeling you've got some eclecticity in your blood yeah i uh when i was a kid i was all about broadway because oh, okay. I started taking voice lessons at around eight years old after I saw Annie. I was like, I, I like that. I want to do that. So I started um, taking voice lessons and just singing, you know, everything from Judy Garland to Liza Minnelli and, you know, really getting into all the great Broadway shows as a kid. Right. Um, but then I discovered Mariah Carey. <laughs> And my voice teacher was like, oh, no, this is so not with the classical technique. And I'm like, well, I want to sing this. Right. Out <laughs> so of the box. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get out of the no parameters here. Let's just do what we want to do. <laughs> so so she let me she was like, OK, if you learn your Broadway stuff, you can you can learn this pop stuff, too. I'm like, OK, cool. Um, so you got the permission slip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we, we would cover both. And. Uh, yeah, and then I picked up guitar and I started listening to Bob Dylan and actually got into a lot of country when I was playing guitar because country was easy, the easiest to play. Right, <laughs> it was like right. three chords. <laughs> yeah, three chords and the truth, right? Yep. And you're there. Yep. Right. So I, I played, I got into country because of guitar and, um, I mean, I was in marching band and orchestra throughout. So, so it sounds to me like you were surrounded by music from the time you were a little girl, like you know, in some form or another. You just had an artistic input coming into your life all the time. 
Yeah, I was lucky. I, you know, discovered that I love music as a language early on. And, um, you know, when I was 14, 15, I started doing my first demos even. And That's I, a great way to put it, music as a language, because it's exactly what it is. Yeah, it was just my outlet. And, you know, I didn't have the easiest childhood growing up. You know, family stuff was really rough. Right. So, like, music was... Um, like my saving grace, you know, I don't know how I would have gotten through it without it. Right. Um, Cause I figured, you know, sure this sucks, but I have this, I've, there's so much power in a blank sheet of paper. Yeah. There is so much, like, I just feel like the world is at my fingertips when I sit down to write a new song. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like I, I hear what you're saying because, um, you know, that process just, it never, ever gets old. It's like every time mm -hmm. you finish a piece of work, it's like you feel like you just won the lottery or something. It's just great. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you know, so growing up, those are my influences. I mean, a lot of soul music, as I said, um, you know, I listen to everything. I'm trying to think of something I didn't listen to. Anything I could get my hands on, um, like I used to uh, remember those companies, the Columbia House. Oh, the um, yeah, they you put get, together like ten CDs. Yeah, for, the like, compilations of like everybody under the sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. went crazy with that. Um, yeah. in high school, I had some jazz singing gigs, so I started getting to jazz in high school too, and I would sing like these little gigs. Right. Um, and so I really got into Ella Fitzgerald and. Oh, uh, Etta she's James unbelievable. Is a more soulful, but yeah, um, you know, Etta uh, James, I, you're ha you're hanging with the biggies. There's just so much great music. There's so many great singers out there, and the singers from back in the day just they were so effortless and um, but so powerful. And like the people who are really good make it look so easy, right? You know, yeah. Um, uh, and Jeff Buckley. I love loved him. Um, I listened to him quite a bit. I still listen to him. Hey, listen. Rest in let's, peace. Let's listen to uh, "How Much I Love You" by Jennifer Lowe. Strong the strings I can buy you 
Great attitude. Great attitude. How much I love you. Good song. Good song. Oh, thank you. I forgot about that one. I haven't sung that in a really long time. Yeah. I'll have to whip it out again. Yeah, it's it was due, right? We're bringing well, back some some pearls here for everybody. Gem. You know what? I mean, so I, you're your own worst critic, right? Mm-hmm. So when I listen to my older stuff, that whole album, like I like the songs, but I feel like I was singing in the wrong key because like, my voice is a little bit lower. Right. That I've discovered lately, like I can belt, but I feel like the belts and everything should be reserved for like the build up in the song instead of starting up at the top. Right. Um, so I, there's a part of me I might want to. I might start playing How Much I Love You Again, but taking it down a key or two. Right. And seeing how that works out. Yeah. But maybe other people don't hear it that way, but that's just, you know. Um, that's just my, you being made little, the artist. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're just being hard on yourself or, or challenging yourself, maybe, you know. Yeah, or Be- just adapting the material. Um, yeah, and your voice does change. I mean, the years definitely. Uh, I remember I went to this vocal coach a few years ago, and she helped me a lot. And she's like, mm. "What are you doing singing like?" Because you know, in the eighties, everybody sang. All these rock singers sang really high, mm. and I've got a pretty good range. But she said, "You're not a tenor. You're a baritone. What are you doing singing in this range?" You know. Wow. So she she opened up a whole new world. So I get what you're saying. Like you know, somebody just grabbed me by the hand and shook me and said, "Hey, man, you you could sing here." Hey, tell me more about um, how can people help help you with the blog um is there are you looking for help are you looking for other writers and how can uh the public support you um in your uh, rock on philly how can we help with that i mean as terms of people who want to contribute and everything i mean our mission at the end of the day is to connect music fans with musicians right um whether music fans or just attending shows or some music fans really love to go to shows and write about it, and they have that desire to share. Right. Um, and so if, you're, if you have some good writing chops, or if you're a photographer, or you know, if you're a graphic designer, there's so many ways to help out with Rock on Philly. Um, and uh, we, do, we do events too, and for the public, the best way to support us right now is just by attending our events. Okay. Um, that's probably how we keep the site up right now is you know through the money we generate that way. We've talked about becoming a nonprofit, um, but it's funny nonprofit people think that you know it's such a high and mighty thing to be a nonprofit. All it means is you can't sell shares of your company. Right. It doesn't really put a limit on how much you can earn. Right. Um, a lot of corporations have these nonprofit like wings, and it's. It, it really comes down to being a technicality. I know it looks better for charitable purposes and whatnot. Um, so we were thinking about doing that, uh, but for whatever, we may just stay the way we are for right now, just because we're a small operation. And um, can you give the um, the site? Just we'll, we'll do it again at the end. But uh, just give us the site. Where is Rock on Philly? How do we reach you? Uh, it is rockonphilly.com, R-O-C-K-O-N-P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. That's easy. Yep, and if you Great. want to write for the site, you just email info at rockonphilly.com with um, samples. Or if there's another way that you think you can get involved, like we're putting together a street team now. Um, we just started this new thing. We haven't rolled it out live on the site yet, but I think we'll be up soon um, doing this event calendar where you can add your... Submit your event for free 
to our site. So if you have a concert or something, um, it's an easy way for us to help you promote it without, because we get like over 300 submissions a day. So wow. it gets hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It gets hard to, you know, we want to give everyone a chance to have their show featured, but we can't write 300 articles a day, you know? Right, so right, for sure. So this is a good sure. way for us yeah. to do that. But um, yeah, just coming to shows. I mean, if you want to buy a t-shirt, that's another good way <laughs> of okay. helping us. And uh, All right. it's a cute logo too, so. Cool. Hey, I want to, this is going fast and I want to play one more track here. This is, sure. uh, this is Incognito. That is awesome. Incognito. That was really, really good. Tell us about that one, Jen. Incognito. So Incognito, um, another song from Living in New York. Uh, I, I'm a very sensitive person. Um, I'm very sociable. So people may not know this other side of me, but I feel like I'm a highly functional introvert. Okay. Like I'm really... I'm really good in one-on-one conversations, so that's why, like, parties and, you know, concerts and stuff, it's usually, like, you're talking to one person or whatever, Um, but I do like my quiet time, and I do, like, I do like my alone time, and... um, You sound like you're a Cancer. When were you born? Oh, I was, I'm a Leo. Oh, you're a Leo. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm a Scorpio moon, though. That might be... Okay where the emotional, interesting stuff comes through. Right. Um, but with Incognito, um, sometimes I would get overwhelmed in New York. 
Um, I can't imagine by, why. Like, <laughs> yeah, like just going to work and stuff in the morning. I mean, the trains were so packed. Like I would have to often put my hand up to hold onto the ceiling to stay up because yeah. there's nowhere to reach for a pole or anything. It's an so assault like, on the senses. It's just like everything yeah. is revved up to 10 plus every day. <laughs> so, I mean, to, you know, I to make it less miserable, like I just like to zone out like put on my sunglasses, put on music and just focus on that until I got to where I had to be. So incognito is like, sometimes I don't want to share. Sometimes I just want to be alone, you know, and, um, I don't want the world to know. So going incognito, like walking as if you're invisible. I just want to be invisible. Even though no one knows who I am anyway, like I but, really but you're just, like you're reclaiming your yourself in a way. In other words, space. I yeah, I need my space. I need to just like evaporate for a while so I can I, I can reconnect to myself. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I think it's important for everyone to have to you know have their time so that when you're with other people, you can fully be there for right, them. Right. Um. So that's what incognito is about, and it's it talks about how you're just feeling overwhelmed. Like, and how, and also it explores how, like, you know, you're in a city with all these people passing by. It's like, but it's funny because you can be in the most populous city in in the world and feel alone. Right. You know? Um, Very true. Yeah. Uh, there's an art, a really interesting article about, like, New York and lonely, urban loneliness or something. And it's, it's, it's definitely a real phenomenon. Yeah, how do we figure that out? You know, the population gets bigger and bigger and we get lonelier and lonelier. <laughs> it's like and, and honestly, it, the songs, you know, I wrote that a few years ago, but the song becomes more and more relevant to just on the subject of like, I mean, just talking about loneliness and the internet, I feel like technology has made us even more lonely because it, it's so easy to be alone and to fill your time with things. Yeah, I think we need to... Uh, to focus effort on more conversations and more like getting, you know, you know, look somebody in the eye and have a real conversation because people just bury themselves in their text messaging. Oh, and, I uh, hate it. Yeah, I and it's it like so you much. see it on the subway, you know, it's almost like, hey, wait, those two over there, they're they're having a fight, they're together, but they're on their phones text messaging each other. <laughs> so I will I will tell you, this is going to allude a little bit to what happened. Well, you know what, I'll talk about it. It's okay. Um, basically, um, epilepsy runs in my family. Okay. And I I don't I never had a problem as a kid. Um but recently um I was on a bit of a bender. Uh and I'm a little person. I can't really handle much alcohol or much of anything. Right. <laughs> to be okay. honest, and I um I was going to Bikram. I went to Bikram like four days in a row and I wasn't hydrating. So you became even a smaller person. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I after I'm four like, days of Bikram of at an hour and a half, because as we talked about it earlier, I did it for six years, so I know how how much weight you can lose in those rooms. So yeah. what happened? So I, I and listen, I wasn't hydrating. I'm like appalled. Like looking back, and I've been practicing for so long, right? And I have a really high pain tolerance. So if I'm feeling tired, if I have a headache, I kind of I power through things. I just push myself through. Right. Well, your body is, um, you know, a, a, a sensitive thing, um, and it, it'll tell you when it, when you need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. It has to force you to stop. Yeah. So I mean, I 
I, I was going to Bikram. I, I really, I did not have any water, any juice, really. I was drinking coffee and tea, and then I was going out drinking. And I, I woke up this one morning, and I just, I collapsed. I hit my head, um, you know, so it was bad. Yeah. Um, but I'm fine now. Everything's fine. But I had to do an EEG, and I had to take home this, like, 48-hour EEG to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. And my friend Ian went with me to the doctor when I first got it installed. And as I'm talking to him, you see – it was going, so you could see, like, the waves. Right. You know? And you see, like, as I'm talking, like, they're just off the charts. Like, I just – I'm very – I'm a very engaging person. I get very excited when I talk to people. So, like – Right. It was all – and then Ian goes to me, Jen, here's your phone. So go on Facebook, see what happens. Almost flatline, Kevin. Yeah, because it, it just didn't engage it's you, passive. right? passive. Yeah, no, it, right. It's, your brain diverts to the phone. Your brain, it's a, such a passive technology makes us use our brains less. Yeah. And it's scary. Right, because there's not terrifying. too much to do. You're like, you know, it's... Uh, what is it? There's a, it's all an output and there's no input. It's like, yeah. so, you know, I mean, you know, you can repost something or whatever. I mean, I think it's valuable to use as a tool for your business or, but, but relying too much on it as that's my social life, I think is not really, it's not really, um, you know, it's not, it's not authentic. You're not really getting anything from anybody. It's just, it's so passive. And I, I feel like it's, you know, Technology, the Facebook and social media stuff of today is like TV was years ago, you right. know? I mean, rotting your brain. Yeah, it's passive. Like, read a book. Do something that's not looking at a screen. Like, yeah. do something with your hands. Talk to people in real time. And I even prefer phone conversations. And, and no one likes picking up their phone anymore. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's like, true. He, yeah. Uh, um, Chris Chris Ducker, who is, uh, who's a great online uh, entrepreneur, he just did a little uh, podcast on that about... And his whole thing was, we need to reconnect. And I've been kind of doing the same on my soapboxes. Uh, yeah, pick up the phone and, and say hello to somebody. Hey, listen, as we're winding down here, I want to just, I wanna just um, you know, get your final take on your music. Like, what do you have planned coming up? Is it going to be an EP, a full album? What is it going to be? And where can we get our hands on it? Okay, so... I'm definitely finishing the rest of these songs from the Draped in Green years. So I'm getting together a budget for that right now. Great. Um, I do have Ableton at home, and I've been challenging myself and just producing my own music for the first time, which has been such a dream. Like a whole new world's opened up. It's amazing. That's great. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the best place to find out everything that I'm doing is, you know, my website, jenniferlogue.com, not jenniferlogemusic.com. That used to be my site and I made a big mistake. And oh. okay. <laughs> a, SEO, a, a mistake that everyone, if you have an old website, keep that domain. Right. Don't let it go for sale and have someone else buy it because all of, I spent a lot of years with that domain. So it's on the first page of Google now. Right. When you Google me and my personal website now is not, um, so yeah, little words the wise. Keep all of your domains. Okay. Um, but yeah, jenniferlogue.com uh, is where I and and just like Twitter and Instagram, I'm pretty active on uh, these days. So I, I'll post covers to Twitter, I, to Instagram, like 
um, you know, I'm pretty, that, that stays pretty up to date. Right. Right. Okay. So, so we can get you from your website and also give us the rock on Philly again, just so everybody has that. Oh yes. It's rockonphilly.com. Okay. Terrific. Hey, Jen, I want to wish you all the success in the world. I love your music. You're doing a great thing here. I can't wait to hear the new iterations, the new sounds you come up with. And uh, you are definitely the Energizer Bunny. So uh, thank you so much for being a part of Dharmic Evolution today. Thank you so much, Kevin, for having me. It was lovely. So what's not to love about that girl? Yeah, Jennifer Logue. Um, what can I say? Wonderful human being. Uh, what an artist, right? And what a heart. She's out there making a difference with other people's music. So I, I hope you will really get out there and support Jen. Get over to Rock On Philly. Pick up Jennifer's music. And um, you can pick up all of this information on the show notes. Uh, Leanne does such a great job with this. So I hope you appreciate that. Just tap on the logo and uh, all the links are underneath there. So, hey, tune in on Wednesday on the 16th. We go from the UK to LA with Chaz Castell. He's from the band Malo And... Um, He's got a bunch of interesting musical things happening. Learn all about combining artistry and business. Also, swing over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site there. we got videos, photos, conversations, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests. If you've been on the show, you're on that site. And don't forget, the downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. Hey, I'm looking for your ratings and reviews in iTunes. Don't leave me this way. So shameful to beg, isn't it? Thanks for being here today to support Jen. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. And until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Oh,